Thank you very much for coming. We've been blessed with a, a beautiful day. We were f- worried that uh, it was going to be raining and all this was going to be for naught. So uh, I appreciate Pastor Mike and uh, all of his team, every, all the work that's been done to make this possible. I won't speak long. Uh, <laughs> You know, Abraham Lincoln, when he gave the uh, Gettysburg Address, he spoke for eight minutes. And uh, I was reading recently about a president, uh, William, William Henry Harrison. It was uh, 27 degrees. It was spitting snow. He spoke at his inauguration for three hours and 20 minutes. He got the flu and died three weeks later. (laughs) Nobody, uh, very few people remember William Henry Harrison, but they sure do remember Abraham Lincoln. So uh, it's obvious that you don't have to speak long to be remembered or to say something worth listening to. I will endeavor to do that today. They say time is the is a great healer. Yeah, but it's a pure poor beautician. And uh, I guess I've come to the point in my life where I'm grateful that wrinkles don't hurt. <laughs> this is what it says in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, except by prayer and fasting. If you study the book of Luke, chapter 10, it says that Jesus sent them out in pairs. When they came back, they were so excited because they said, even the devils are subject unto us by your name. And yet, in this account in Luke, chapter 17, there was a man that brought his boy to the disciples. It says in verse 15, he was a lunatic, a lunatic. <laughs> if, you've, uh, if you remember when they landed on the moon, not everybody here today was there in 1969 when they landed on the moon. I, was, I wasn't very old, I was... 12 years old when they landed on the moon. There are still people that don't believe they did, but uh, they really did. It was called the lunar landing. Because, of course, that's just another name for the moon. That's where the word lunatic comes from. Because, um, you know, once a month, 
you have a full moon. And they say, uh, the crazies come out when it's a full moon. The reason they say that is because the moon influences the tides of the ocean. And when the moon is closest to the earth, that's when the tides are changing. So once a month, it's closer. There's a full moon. Your body's over 95% water. So if the moon can influence the oceans, there are just a lot of people that believe the moon can influence the water that's in your body. Thus, it's a full moon. He's a lunatic. They brought this man to the disciples of Jesus and they couldn't heal him. He then brought the man to Jesus and Jesus, in just a very short amount of time, made those spirits that were in that boy leave. What I've read to you is the disciples are saying, they're asking Jesus, why couldn't we do this? He said something interesting. He said, because this kind won't go out without prayer and fasting. Now you can understand, these are people that have already cast out devils. They've already had a certain level of devil leave when they prayed in Jesus' name. But this is not the same kind of devil that they've dealt with in the past. This is a new kind of devil. That's why Jesus said, this kind isn't like the other kind that you dealt with. This kind isn't going to leave unless you pray and fast. We have been praying and we have been fasting. And so I'm confident that we'll have authority over opposition. But what I want to say to you and ask you today is, it says, if, if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the uttermost part of the sea. Because it says, remove hence to yonder place and it, it shall remove. So there's an if, and there's an it. So the challenge is, we're going to have to have the if, if we're going to overcome the it. If you have faith, you can overcome it. So I guess the question is, uh, what's, What's your it? What, what, what is your mountain? What are we going to have to overcome? We haven't been together like this. There are people that obviously didn't come today for several reasons. Different sicknesses that are going on. Other people. But we haven't been together as one like this for a long time. In the next couple of months, we will do it at least twice during this ramping up for our 
new church which is going to be there. We're going to rent another church because ours won't hold all of us right now together. We're going to rent another church and we're all going to come together for a service. And then on our commitment day, we're going to do our best to cram everybody into this building. We're, we're not sure we can do it yet, but we're going to try. This is kind of a trial run just to be able to get us all together. There's only one way this is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Going to have to have faith. What, what is it going to take in order for us to break into a God kind of faith? Because in the book of Hebrews it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Not yesterday's faith. Not what's happened to you in your past. The challenge for every one of us is we're going to need faith for right now. And the only way we're going to break into that now kind of faith is we're going to have to be willing to overcome our its. And uh, there are a lot of its out there. Jesus one time talked about fruit. And then a couple later verses later, he talked about more fruit. And then a couple later, after, verses after that, he talked about much fruit. So there's fruit, there's more fruit, there's much fruit. I am convinced that we are on the right path right now. And, uh, but I'm one person. And one is just too small of a group in order to produce greatness. I don't know who said this, but years ago someone said, you have to group up in order to grow up. And that's what's got to happen here. We've got a mountain in front of us. There's, a, there's an amazing guy named Alex Honnold. I don't know if you've ever heard of Alex Honnold or not. He, uh, he just climbed... Uh, a, a, a granite face in, in uh, Yosemite and uh, he's a free climber he climbs without ropes he climbs without any assistance he's just by himself he, he climbed this, this face called El Capitan which was in Yosemite they said it was absolutely impossible but the reason that Alex Honnold can climb these mountains and the faces of these things is because he has trained his feet and his fingers to be able to find cracks and grooves and niches and bumps that most people would say that's not possible. I heard him say something that was very interesting one time. He said, you can't climb a smooth mountain. So thank God they're rough. Because if they weren't rough, you wouldn't be able to climb them. We got a mountain to climb here. There will be rough things. However, that's the way you get up them. And we're going to hang on and keep going and keep climbing. Because uh, I... Uh, 
He said, if, if you will have faith the size of a mustard seed, and I've heard that all my life. Oh, you need a mustard seed is a very, very, very small thing. One time someone gave me a mustard seed in a little plastic vial, and they said, this is all you need. But later on, you will find that to these very same people that Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it was to these very same people he said, O ye of little faith. He literally rebuked them because their faith was so small. Because if you get in the Bible, there's no faith, there's little faith, there's more faith, there's something called great faith, there's, it's got to grow. So we can't just be people that are content with just having little faith. It's got to grow. And the Bible's very clear. It says, faith grows by love. And when you look at Jesus on the cross, that is the ultimate expression of love. And I'll tell you why. Because he loved without judgment. He loved without any reason. The way that faith grows is for you and I to throw away our scorecard that we keep on people and just love people right there. No judgment, no scorecard, just love them right there. The love that Jesus had on the cross, when we demonstrate that kind of love, that's when our faith will grow to where we can break into something called now faith. Because there is something called yonder. I was a hillbilly boy. I heard that phrase all of my life. We're going yonder. I remember the first time that Ghassan and Farah and their family sung in our church. And in Arabic, they sung an amazing song that we all knew, you know. And it's just, uh, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. And there's yonder is not just a hillbilly term. Jesus used it to describe somewhere that we need to go. We're never going yonder if we can't overcome our its. Whatever it is. Brother Tenney told me one time, he said, for each new level, you get a brand new devil. <laughs> Halloween's coming. We didn't want people dressing up like ghosts and goblins and ghouls. Although I do believe in ghosts. Specifically, Holy Ghost. I, I believe in that very strongly. When I was a little boy, I was five years old, and my mother and I were in a car with my pastor and his wife. And they had a, a head-on collision with a drunk driver. And they took everybody to the hospital except for me. My mother and my pastor and my pastor's wife were, they were all covered in blood. They were all unconscious. I was convinced they were all dead. They took me to my grandmother's house. 
and she put me in her big old bed and shut the door. And I, I opened up my eyes and there was this man standing by me. I don't ever remember him saying anything to me. I guess the only way I can describe it is non-verbal communication. But as he stood in front of me, I'm just jabbering away. I was a terrified, just frightened, crying little boy. And as that man stood in front of me, I wasn't afraid anymore. And my grandmother heard me jabbering and she came in the door and she said, Harold Eugene, who in the world are you talking to? And as soon as she said that, he was gone. And I said, the man, Grandma. The man. Where did the man go? And my grandmother, who was just had an amazing prayer life, sensed the afterglow of that being that had been in that room with me. And she fell on her knees and she crawled over to me and just started patting me on the head and she said, that was your angel, Harold. And he will be with you for the rest of your life. The Bible says this is the generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. And people have asked me, Brother Hoffman, do you believe this is the last generation? And I can honestly say yes. Yes, it is. At least for me it is. And for you it is. This is the last one I'm ever going to know. So it is important that we bind together, love people, let our faith grow so that during our generation we can accomplish something great for God. I believe in demons and I believe in angels. I saw one. You can't prove a negative. No one. I don't care how smart, how convincing. I don't care how brilliant their mind is. No one is ever going to be able to convince me that I didn't see what I saw. There's another world out here, and it's very real. And we're going to build something in this city that glorifies God. Would you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, this is about as close to a Bible setting as I can find. You, you weren't concerned with steeples. You weren't concerned with pews and organs, keyboards and instruments. Again and again, Lord, you set your disciples down on, the, on a boat, by a garden, by a well, by a lake, by a river. John the Baptist's sanctuary was outside. The stars were the chandeliers for his sanctuary and stumps were his pews. But he changed the nation and here we are outside during this amazing fall day, Lord, when you have just walked through the forest of Michigan and just at your whim and will 
painted one tree red and another orange and another yellow. We're grateful, God, for the beauty of nature that's on display with us right now. We are living and able to see just your handiwork. It says that Solomon in all of his glory wasn't dressed up like any of these. And if you can walk through our woods and display your power with all these colors and all this change and metamorphosis that's going on in front of us right now in the natural world, I believe that you will walk among us and do just as much changing and alteration in a spiritual world. I'm asking you, God, right now for us to be able to overcome our it's, that that faith factor will well up inside of our heart, God, and we'll be able to overcome whatever it is so we can get to yonder, so we can get to that place where you can do with us and through us what you've always wanted to do. I'm not what I want to be, but I'm sure not who I used to be. And I'm grateful, God, for the way you've changed and altered my life. And I ask you to bless the rest of this day as we laugh and as we fellowship. I thank you, God, for sunshine, and I thank you for a beautiful heaven that's hanging over us right now. I ask you to just set this entire day aside for this church family. And when people finally go home, I'm asking you, Lord, that they go home with great memories and just with a recognition that it was a good day to be at the house of God. In Jesus' name I pray and call it done. God bless you.